This is either going to be really, really good, or we're going to prison. McFly. Yeah. McBusted. McBusted are great. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and it's one of my favourite stories that ever involves McBusted and has absolutely nothing to do with them apart from the fact I was at a gig. Em and I went to go and see, uh, and this is actually now, there is now a level rating on this of was it as bad as McBusted? Em and I went to go Oh, is this uh, one of your little lexicons because every couple has a lexicon of phrases and words, which means everything to them. But nothing to anyone else. Oh yeah. Well, it all means something to people at the end of this show. It will mean something to 14 million listeners by the end of this episode. So we went to go see McBusted in Bournemouth. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm quite allergic to lamb. Can cause some serious problems. Um, before we went, I had uh, we stopped at this burger place and had a lamb burger. God. Um, and we sat in. Why is that? Why did you think that would be okay? Because at this point, I didn't know. Because this was really early was on. A, was this the discovery? Was this one of Pretty the key much. things that I think I have an issue with it, lamb here? It was like over a two-month period around this time we were like, I think I'm allergic to lamb. <laughs> um, so, or, or I have the plague. Yeah, one or the other. Um, <laughs> and we were sat and there was this mum, her teenage daughter mm-hmm. and her slightly younger teenage son sat in front of us. And I farted. (laughs) And it was the most rancid fart I had ever done. Like, it is top-level fart. Like, to the point where it hurt my nose. It didn't just burn my nose hairs. I think it ripped part... I think that's why I have such a problem with breathing now. Because I think it basically um, set fire to the inside of my nose. And it was so bad. And then was like, is that you? I was like, yeah. But the (laughs) mum in front of us... Basically turned around to her son and went, oh my God, is that you? He was like, no, mum, it's not me. The daughter turned around and was like, you are, you're disgusting. Oh, you're horrible. That is, go to the toilet and clean yourself up. The mum was like, you need to go and check your pants. Like, and this was at the point where there were no bands on. So you did the noble thing and said, I'm really sorry, madam. Please don't blame your son. Please don't blame him for possibly crapping his keks it was me I've quite clearly eaten something I'm a grown man I'm not going to let a teenage boy take the fall for this no <laughs> you... I watched the boy have to being forced by his mother what to go sister? and have to check his pants <laughs> all the while we're sat there pissing ourselves laughing well, causing, causing irreparable damage to my nose <laughs> At least you didn't like sort of um, follow every, through. Well, that's 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 that, that, that is a situation that could be true of any situation in life. Oh, yeah. At least you didn't follow through. But at least you didn't try and egg on the situation. Like, yeah, we could smell that. We were really worried for dude, a second. Dude, dude, that's fucking rough. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Mate, you need to fucking go see a doctor. <laughs> it smells like you've had lamb. <laughs> what have you been eating, lamb? Oh, is that goat? <laughs> So yeah, there's a little insight into my life at the beginning of episode eight. Beginning of episode eight, although I feel that you should edit this to the end because I feel this is comedy gold. 
Oh no, start with the gold. We start with the gold. We're going to start with the gold. But people are going to be listening thinking, am I listening to a proper narcissist podcast? Because if you put it at the end, people might not make it to the end. Is this a proper, is this an APNP? Production. (laughs) Are we in Hormsditch? We are in Hormsditch. We are in Hormsditch. Because we are here for episode eight. The final character episode. They do episode. not sell lamb. They do not sell lamb. Lamb is illegal in Holmes Ditch. Cat, dog, absolutely fine. Lamb, no go. It's because they worship them as gods. Yes, yes, they do. They let them cross bridges and all those sorts of mystical things. <laughs> the dwarfs ride them. It's definitely not a reference to the Hobbit. <laughs> but would the hobbits ride them? Or oh, the hobbits not allowed near them because the lambs go missing when the hobbits are near them, and then especially when Beecher goes near them. <laughs> Beecher, you're wearing a, a, a new jumper. Oh yes, oh yes. It is my new uh, sheepskin coat. Looks remarkably a, a lot like uh, Flossie. <laughs> my Flossie, my goat that went missing three days ago. Oh no 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 no! It cannot be me. I am. Oh, I am allergic to the goat. Oh, it makes my tummy. Yes, my. But it was tummy. lamb. It was lamb. It's same, same family. I also know. I also know. I am highly allergic to goat as well. <laughs> Everyone is. Yes. Wait, are they? Is everyone allergic to goat? I have never heard someone say, do you know what? I really fancy some goat that then doesn't immediately proceed to go, I shouldn't have eaten that goat. <laughs> it causes indigestion and diarrhoea simultaneously. Oh, I've got heartburn. Oh, and I've got arse burn. <laughs> I've got rectum burn. We apologise to those of you eating whilst we're talking about this episode. That was a bad choice on your part, I feel. Yeah. Oh, well, I like, I like to feel that people may have stuck around a little bit longer than usual just to hear that story. <laughs> and to the boy at the McBusted gig, I hope that that made you um, the man you are today. <laughs> and hasn't left you scarred for life. Yeah. Never able to listen to McBusted ever again. <laughs> well, just remembering the terrible time his mother made him go check his pants. Anyway, so we are on our last character today. We are. The mayor. The mayor. You know him. I do know him. I certainly know him. It is my first ever D&D character that I ever created. Tilly Bojangles. I only let you play him twice. Yeah, I was only ever allowed to play him twice. (laughs) However, due to circumstances out of your control, I've played him at least three times. (laughs) Have you been playing behind my back? Have you been gaming behind my back, Sam? It was just once. It was... It didn't mean anything. It, they meant nothing to me, Phil. I don't know if I can trust you anymore. I didn't even use my own dice. You didn't use your own dice? The dice I got you? <laughs> so yeah, Tilly Bear Jangles. <laughs> he will always have a place in my heart, and for that reason he will always be in anything I do that is you, D&D related. You always remember your first. Yeah, I do always remember my first. So, Tilly Bear Jangles... The South African halfling. Uh, one. Season's gonna be so offensive. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for the season desist letters to roll in. I don't know how Disney haven't litigated yet. I think it's because they're just spending so long getting Disney Plus sorted. There's like <laughs> Disney Plus, deal with that damn podcast. Is there is there order of business in the UK at the moment? As soon as Disney Plus is up, we are gone. Mainly because Sam won't want to do it anymore and I'll just be mainlining Disney+. Plus. <laughs> 1st of April, because Disney+, Plus now coming out on the 31st of March in the UK. 
So the first of April. So, so, so April Fools. Yeah, we're it's in time get, for April Fools. We're going to get a season desist letter, and we'll be like, nah. <laughs> and then that's when they own us. Yeah, that's when they sign us to Disney. Ha <laughs> uh, Cool. So one word best describes Tilly better than any other. Pest! Exclamation mark. Since he took over as mayor, under very dodgy circumstances, I might add, more bad luck has been drawn to the town than ever before. He's a halfling with dusty grey hair and a scar that runs across his left eye, which is also... Oh, you just can't read your writing. I thought you would be like doing like a really pensive, <laughs> really pensive pause then. No, can't read my own writing, which is also... Oh, solid. Which is also a solid white eyeball. So his left eye has a big scar going across it and the eyeball that connects that scar is solid white. Mm. <laughs> that was the most elongated way of saying that. Most convoluted way I think you could have said the fact that he's got a scar and is blind in that eye. I think the biggest problem is that I can't read my own writing. I think I was right. This is the second to last one I wrote. So the chances are is I wrote this on an aeroplane in a very cramped area. Not buying it. Cool. Okay. Uh, Rumour has it he used to be a member of the once great thieves guild. Others speculate he is a wanderer of the wilds who shows up at great times of need. What that need is, nobody is quite sure as he hasn't been too helpful since he came to town. Only one thing is for sure. Tilly is deadly with a pair of short swords, and he has won two duels for his honour and place as mayor of the town. Horsditch. Hornsditch. <laughs> See, you did it. You did Horsditch. On purpose, you've discussed this. People call it Horsditch, and Tilly gets very offended. I'd like to think those are the two duels he fought. The town is called Holmes Ditch. What, Holmes Ditch? Get out of here, you fucking prawn. <laughs> it's Holmes Ditch. Give me the vibranium. <laughs> Are you just channeling Andy Serkis? And um, it's Sholto, surname eludes me at the moment, who, play, who played in District 9. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But... And Howling Mad Murder. And the bad, the bad, bad guy, the bad, bad, bad guy, the henchman from Mission Impossible 2. He's also the henchman in um, Elysium. What's Elysium? Elysium is a film with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And I think, um, oh, I can't remember who the villain is. It's, it's, this whole, it's got this whole political thing to it. But essentially, he plays, like, he plays a, a henchman, a, a, a gun for hire with his fantastic South African accent. Um, as a small... And he's the king in um, Maleficent. Is he actually? He is. He's the, he's the older king. He's the one who fights her at the end. Ah. As the dragon. Who stole her wings. Oh, oh. tears. Oh. Aurora's father. Plays that, which is really weird when you hear a South African accent in a sort of post... in a medieval kind of situation. <laughs> Get out of here. This is my kingdom. You knave. <laughs> Get out of here. I do not want to be your friend. Um... Basically sounds like Chris Lilly. Who is Chris Lilly? Oh, um, Southern Heights High. Oh, okay. I'll never know then. That's okay. Um, as a little ad hoc thing, as a shout out to somebody who has played with Tilly Bojangles in his time. It's not that type of podcast. No. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about halfling fiddling or half fiddling. Half fiddling? Half fiddling. <laughs> <laughs> Half fiddling is the um, Do you think they get the charged half rate in, in horse titch because they 
Uh, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> you only half you only half fiddled with the halfling, so you will only get a minor sentence. Minor <laughs> sentence? You mean I'm going down to dip is for coal? Is stereotype also the judge? Is that what he actually does during the day? <laughs> Guilty <laughs> of being fabulous. You, sir, are not dressed equ- eloquently. <laughs> oh, all of his punishments that he had, they have to go and attend his shows. <laughs> I give you four free tickets. And they're mandatory. Mandatory. It's like community service, but so much more fabulous. Now, play my exit music. That's the high heels tottering off. I imagine it would be more like... A little run. (laughs) Like a little Arthur run. (laughs) No one else will know what that means. No. Anyway, so I believe that Tilly, Mr. Bojangles, has a pet sheep. Oh no. Don't no. worry, it's not going to be the name you think not it Grumpus. is. It's not Grumpus. It is, we are going to call the sheep Dunk in memory of the only, <laughs> only person to play with Tilly Bojangles, who Tilly Bojangles um, Elsewhere. Definitely committed lots of sexual harassment crimes against. I have to, I have to say, actually, Dunks, um, gnomish feminist barbarian, is one of the funniest characters I've ever played with, and I've done a, and I've DM'd a lot. Oh, you didn't in fifteen years of DMing. <laughs> you did I, no molestation, didn't you? I did not. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, I was going to say, it was such an on touch. Thing it was to have a the, the fact that it, for, for for those that may be new to DD, the barbarian is fueled by a rage, a furious rage, which gives them their power, and it was just the idea, possibly unfairly, of this ultra feminist trying to ultra feminist gnome trying to make it in a um, in a in a man's world. The thing was that everyone in the everyone in the township was really nice and really willing to help, which just made her madder. And the fact Except that Tilly. Tilly was sexually harassing her at every turn. <laughs> so yes, we're going to have a pet sheep called Dunk in oh. memoriam of... What was... I used to call her Ellie, didn't I? Elsabeth. Elsabeth was her name. Tilly had a thing where every name that he got told, he would never say the correct name. He'd always correct. shorten it and make it. So we called her Ellie. But yeah, that... <laughs> and the other one in that campaign was an obese wizard called sorcerer called Escate, who was a half who was a half orc sorcerer called Escate, who was cursed with the fact that a volivod every twenty minutes would just appear in his mouth. <laughs> and my favourite thing that ever happened there because was... you 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 massively you massively cocked up the character creation. That was it, yeah. You were supposed to add, like, five to the weight after the roll, and you timesed it by that. I'm like, should we have a character that weighs a thousand pounds? No. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> it was the fact that Geggs uh, said that, my blood is ragu. <laughs> oh, my blood is ragu. Cool. So, <laughs> my blood type is ragu. Tilly Jangles, terrible mayor. You've met him before. You know that he's an asshole, and nothing ever really gets done. How do you feel about having him back in your life? Disappointed, really. I thought I'd shaken him off. It's like finding that rash again. I imagine. Sure. <laughs> Imagination. And we're not even drinking. And people are thinking, what are these two on? Literally, I'm powered by tea. Sam's drinking at the moment. Well, it's only a small can of kiwi and lime cider. By Old Mood Cider. Are you hoping for a plug there so you can get sent That, that wasn't exposure. 
That wasn't exposure for no me. No exposure for Chris. Yeah. Poor Chris. Poor Chris. No exposure for him. He's been messaging me about a uh, Middle-earth strategy battle game as well. <laughs> Are you trying to keep him sweet? You're like, I kind of want to give him some exposure, but I like the fact this skit's just running through the whole thread of the podcast that yeah. there's no exposure for Chris. You don't know, if it, when we hit too many listeners, we may even get Chris on. Maybe not two million. Let's go for something a little bit... Four million? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Four million listeners and then we'll go on it. Tell you what, when we hit a thousand downloads, as long as Chris is willing to travel to us because we're not going up to him and we're not doing Skype because that doesn't work with these microphones, we will get Chris on the show. And maybe Chris, Chris maybe will we'll even play some D&D with Chris. Yes, because the D&D is coming. <laughs> we promise. There, there will be D&D. You eight episodes in, we promise at some point, And we wouldn't lie to you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just cool. to ourselves. Yeah. Cool. Which is perfectly healthy. Although we've not, we've not really covered Tilly in this. We've, we've only basically... We've only... Or is Tilly one of those characters? He's so shrouded in mystery that he wanted to all come out in the role play. I think because you and I have already... We know lots about Tilly. So in my head, there's not really much worth saying. I've given a description of him. He's a corrupt mayor. Um, is he corrupt or is he inept? Mm. Is he deliberate? Is he actually trying to get for what he wants, or is he trying his best but he's just really bad at it? I'd like to think he's corrupt. However, the storytelling and the dice rolling is really going to tell us on that one how it's going to pan out. I still don't know how the dice rolling is going to play into this, but I like the fact we're going to be rolling dice. We're going to roll some dice. We're going to be doing checks and stuff like that. There's probably never going to be combat though, but a persuasion check from a bard with no charisma. What beach? What beach are just? Um... In personal one-on-one combat with a day-old pretzel. Yep. <laughs> Constitution no, checks all the way. Stereo hype casts a spell on the pretzel that animates it, and it becomes this giant um, pretzel that's stuffed with schnitzel. So it's like a pork-stuffed pretzel, and it's just wandering around like. Mm. <laughs> what, what would you say that was challenge rating two? Yeah, it's definitely it's a legendary creature. Well, that's challenge rating twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. Or up. We need enough to happen to destroy the town, but not kill it. Regularly. Yeah. But regularly destroy the town. A bit like Kenny in South Park. Yeah. Each episode, there needs to be some sort of catastrophe that can be... F- that's not too much. They've got wizards. A wizard. If Harry Potter has taught us anything, is that you can immediately reconstruct anything with wizards. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit weird. And the thing is, it's probably worth mentioning, that these are just our main characters of the... We haven't gone into the druidic parking wardens. I am in love with the druid part. Dru- druid Dru- parking wardens. I like the fact that druids do have their own secret language, and I like to think parking wardens do too. I like to think that another parking warden always knows when they're in the presence of another parking warden, and they've got like this sort of secret. I think. I mean, I genuinely think these people might control the world. Yeah, quite possibly. I'm also in love with the fact that we've got the uh, necromancer who lives next door to um, the bar. Um, so at this point, you have been promised D&D. And unfortunately, it's going to be held off a little bit longer. We had a fantastic idea from one of our listeners, Stu, um, who said that what we should do to help remind people about the characters is to do a sort of a three-short question and... Asked by Phil as the narrator, the dungeon master, the, the man controlling the puppet strings. And he's going to interview every character we've done so far. Three questions so that we can answer those questions 
and I say we, it's basically me answering the questions in each character so that you can remember who each character is and you can recognise the voices. Then, and so Sam can listen back and remember what, what slightly offensive accent he's using yeah. for each character. But a slight, a slight amendment there. Go on then. I'd like to think I do it in, 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 in a sort of my own character. I think I'm going to have it as a, another necromancer of sorts. Uh, I see dead peeps is going to be uh, interview everyone. He doesn't just commune with the dead. He communes with the living as well. <laughs> he also sells afterlife insurance as, the, as, his, as his main day job. How have we not put icy dead peeps in the, um, in the town? He is now. Oh, yes. He is now. He is Bruscajay's biggest competitor of door-to-door sales. <laughs> yeah. Worth mentioning, Phil turned up to a... Uh, medieval-themed murder mystery at my house as I see dead peeps. I uh, was. And he had business cards made. I did have business cards. It was amazing. It wasn't amazing, though, that I was... <laughs> I, wore a, I wore one of my suits and I forgot that they were in there and nearly gave them out at an official event. That's amazing. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, this is not something official. <laughs> Put that back in there. Oh, that is not mine. <laughs> Oh, this must be someone else's jacket that I stole from a dead person. Because I'd rather tell you that than give you this. <laughs> I see dead peeps after life insurance. Yeah. Yeah, kind of awkward. Um, so yeah, so that's where we're going to be going with the next few episodes. Uh, Phil, before I start wrapping us up and telling everyone about our social medias and how they can find us, have you got anything you'd like to say? Now that we've done all the characters. Thank God. How are you feeling... After we've done the characters. Relieved. I have to be honest, relieved that we've finally got them all out there. That the, the hard work that you've put in writing all that down has, has, has now finally been able to get out there and really pulling those likes in. I mean, we might even hit 100 million listeners because of this. Uh, well, I'd like to think we do. It's, it's definitely on the cards. <laughs> Not the business cards, but the cards. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Zang! Um, cool. So... I'd actually quite like to shout out uh, two things. Not Chris. Not Chris. Chris is not getting a shout out in this episode because that would count as exposure. Um, I'd like to do a big thank you to uh, two podcasts. One because I'm in it and the other one is helping. (laughs) One is completely self-serving. Yep. So first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Tom and Stu from the Geno52 podcast who massively helped me in getting all of this sorted in terms of helping me with microphones, feedback, uh, telling me where to go in terms of setting everything up on Podbean. And now that we've sort of reached our benchmark, which Phil has agreed that he can no longer leave the podcast uh, unless something illegal happens. Um, Wait, what? What? I didn't sign that. Ah, well, anyway, um, I want to say a big massive thank you to them for all of the help. Secondly, your podcast daddies. My podcast daddies. Um, secondly, I have another podcast, which is a Lord of the Rings themed podcast based on Middle Earth strategy battle games, which, if you don't know, is a tabletop Lord of the Rings game. Uh, I do that with my friends Stu and Dan. Stu is part of the Geno52 podcast. And both of them have massively helped me with learning the trade. So I'm going to give a shout out to that. So any technical issues you spot, blame them. Yeah, you could blame Stu, Tom, 
and Dan for all the technical issues. And Gino 5-2. If they don't come my way, I know they don't listen. And if they do come my way, I'm really happy that they've listened and thank you guys. Um, probably worth mentioning, we've dropped, this is episode 8, 9? I think it's the ninth physical episode, 8. Do we count zero? I think it's a physical episode, not necessarily an episode. It's a load of pish for 30 minutes. And th- yes, this is all gold. Oh, this is golden stuff. This right. is all gold. Um, I mean, we've been at this for like, I don't know what you're going to get on the edit, but I mean, we've been at this for six hours. So I'm sure whatever is out there will be pure. It'll be gold. all the best. It's like any 8 out of 10 cats. We basically take all the zingers. Um, I mean, Phil and I didn't even go to work today. We skived off. We just called in sick. That's not true. We were definitely at work today. Anybody listening to this from work, we were there. Well, where was I all day? Because I was sat sat in an office. (laughs) I think it was mine. They made me D. I got bought mince pies. That's true. that time of year, we're getting ever closer to finding out what mince pie is going to be my number one at Christmas. I think that needs to be our Christmas special is you what announcing what mince pie was the best one. Going through my... Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember what the old the, the old Top of the Pops music was. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're trying to sing. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, that's what happens every time I try and sing. Well, you did an okay, lovely job. I mean, it's still good. Yeah. You're still rocking it. But yes, mince pies. Mince pies. We will keep you up to date with the mince pie fact. Uh, we're about to record another few episodes at least, so you'll probably not hear anything until very close to Christmas, but we'll keep you updated. Uh, as always, you can contact us on our Facebook page uh, on APNP, a proper narcissist podcast. If you want to get hold of Phil, that's the best place to do it. If you want to get hold of me, you can also get hold of me on APNPod on Twitter. I think that's it. Just search a proper narcissist podcast on Twitter and you'll find me somehow or APNP. I'm on there. Just follow the trail of millions of people. Yep. Um, if you want to see what I do in my spare time, you can find me on Instagram at emperors underscore path. That's at, at emperors underscore path. Phil doesn't have Instagram, doesn't believe in it. Um, he has Facebook. Literally, I don't believe it actually exists. I think it's just a fever dream that the society is going through at the moment. And TikTok. TikTok's a thing as well. What, like the clock that you had to turn off? Yeah. I didn't turn off, I just... Isn't it a bad song by Kesha as well? Hey, it is a tune. Is it Kesha? Because the party don't stop till I walk in. Oh my God, that's Stereohype's next cover. Oh dear. Because the party doesn't stop until I walk in. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Don't stop, did it up, DJ Paul must be...